0: In this episode of The Business of E-Commerce, I talk with Adam Sobieski about how to spark spark a conversation in a distracted world. This is The Business of E-Commerce, Episode 37. Welcome to The Business of E-Commerce, the show that helps E-Commerce retailers start, launch and grow their E-Commerce business. I'm your host, Charles Pileski. I'm here today with Adam Sobieski. Adam is the founder of a t-shirt company and brought him on the show to talk a bit about how to spark a conversation in an already distracted market. So Adam, how are you doing today? Best day of my life, Charles. How are you doing, buddy? (laughs) Doing good. How could it not be? Yeah, so the the t-shirt company is called Best Day of My Life, right? You bet. All right. Can you tell us a little bit more about what that is and what you're doing now?
1: So yeah, I'll give you kind of the the quick story behind Best Day of My Life and how it started. So back in 2014, uh, my best buddies and I figured it'd be a cool idea to get into business together. We started saying just kind of tongue in cheek. I asked one of my buddies how his day was. And at one point he's like, hey, best day of my life. Just kind of being a smart aleck, right? And we started saying it, started kind of catching on. You know, you kind of talk how your friends talk. And my girlfriend at the time ended up making us t-shirts that said best day of my life on them. And uh, we just kind of thought it was funny. So we just wore them around. And the response from people was just overwhelmingly positive and interactive and it was just such a conversation piece uh people come up and ask well hey is it really the best day of your life why is it the best day of your life you know hey because i'm here because i'm breathing or because this is good because i'm great it just it was an amazing way to to meet people and, and just have organic conversations with strangers that normally wouldn't happen and so we started wearing these shirts around and you know what, ha- what ended up happening for me as an entrepreneur is people started asking, where can I get one? Where can I buy one of those shirts? Like, how do I get my hands on one? And so we figured, all right, let's look up the trademark, right? Figuring there's no way best day of my life's available as a trademark, right? Somebody has to have that domain. Somebody has to have the trademark. And sure enough on GoDaddy, nobody owned bestdayofmylife.com, no, nobody, nobody, owned, the nobody trademark. owned that. We bought it for $40, I am which shocked. is insane. And, and that's and, a, and dot a .com but, you have? dot com. Wow. Yeah, and a couple months later, it was worth like they valued it at like thirty six hundred bucks, literally. And and yeah, I... I just we were shocked that nobody had done anything with this.
0: How long ago was and that? And
1: this was in two thousand fourteen. Okay. And so we took the year process or whatever with an attorney to trademark it, got the Instagram, got the domain, and essentially there were five people involved, and it was just kind of too many cooks in the kitchen. Uh, we had. Different people, teacher, musician, different people doing different things. And we didn't really have the back end support that you need to run a big inventory business. So my buddy up in Portland, Tony, who's my partner now, uh, he's been trying to buy the company for four years since since it went out over. And basically 17 weeks ago, he decided to buy the company out. uh, Keep me on as basically director of sales. And uh, here we are 17 weeks later, we've sold thousands of shirts And, uh, we have 7,000 followers on our Instagram that have just kind of happened organically from people posting. And we just finished our first big apparel show, uh, in Vegas. It's called, it's the magic show. It's called pool. And, uh, we got into almost about 14 stores now. So we're in about 14 retail stores as of right now. It was just a three day event. And the response has just been overwhelming. People love the gear. It's fun to wear. We got t-shirts and tank tops hoodies, baby onesies. Cause if you're born by default, it's the best day of your life. And uh, you know, people are just loving it. So it's,
0: it's been great. Very cool. Now. So this isn't your first business, right? You've done something before this.
1: Yeah. So this is my, well, this would be, I'd consider this my third business. Okay. Um, my first business and my main business is selling closing gifts to realtors and lenders. So I have a team, we have 12 people on our team. Now we have reps in, Oregon, Atlanta, San Diego, St. Louis, Florida, uh, we have about 6,000 clients. And what we do is we sell them branded Cutco closing gifts. So instead of giving a bottle of wine or a gift card, they give a branded Cutco knife with their info on the product. Um, so it's something the client will have forever. It's a tax deduction for the realtor or lender. Um, and so that's really taken off. That It's done about a hundred million dollars in the last 10 years. Um, and our our team has done the majority of that volume, and so, uh, or I'd say the biggest chunk of it. And so uh, that's what my main bread and butter business. I started buying real estate for myself in 2009, and uh, have have bought some properties post uh, right after the recession. Exited uh, some of those properties recently. Done pretty well with that. And uh, but this is more of kind of a I'd say a business and a passion project because there's no downside. You know, even people at this buyer show that didn't buy our shirts or didn't decide to take it in their stores, everybody still loves it. Uh, it's just a, such a positive message. And the charitable aspect behind what we're doing is super just positive. So Front Row Foundation, just to go into that, is uh, it's a charity that basically helps terminally ill people kind of having the, the last days of their life have the best day of their life. So we put them in the front row, uh, their favorite concert, their favorite sporting event, things like that think they were able to help about 50 families that were in that situation last year. So 10% of our proceeds goes to front row foundation. So the the whole kind of theme behind it is to, yeah, have the best day of your life, but also help somebody in need, uh, have the best day of their life as well, because you can't really have the best day of your life. If it's pure selfishness, you know, when you're helping other people, it's, it's a magnification, uh, of what's happening with you. So,
0: yeah. So after all that you had two businesses and you decided let's get into a t-shirt business. Um, so super <laughs> crazy, right? Super crowded market. Um, yep, but you no went doubt. in and you guys are doing it. So that's yep. definitely uh that's impressive. How did that actually, yeah, how did you break into that? Cause you, you go online and that's one of those e-commerce a lot of folks starting a shirt business. It's like many, many, many people doing it, but the number of people succeeding at doing it is, vastly lower right Um,
1: yeah it's because t-shirts are such a commodity like why would you get in such a crowded commodity space based on apparel which is like hitting a moving target because fashion is always changing and so the power behind what we're doing is that it's a movement it's a message it's a message of positivity gratitude it's just and that's really what it's about and uh, and so that's what's going to distinguish us is that I would never get into the apparel industry to compete on fashion or style or you know you can get killed in it. It's an inventory business. It's very difficult, crowded space. Uh, but we just believe there's so much power behind what we're doing as far as the message. And uh, so that's, that's why we decided to get in. And, um, you know, for us, to me, a business is not so... It, the idea, yes, but really the entrepreneur, right? It's about the implementation. You know, can the entrepreneur who's involved make the business happen or not? And, uh, you know, my, my partner, Tony, he's, you know, one of the most successful guys I've ever met. Again, I've, I've done pretty well with what I've done because I feel like most people kind of give up when it gets hard or they just stop trying. You know, we, we've already tried so many things in the last 17 weeks since the company relaunched that have failed because we're trying to find the vein, as we call it. You know, if you're getting a needle put in by a nurse or whatever, they got to find the vein. And that's the same thing in this business. You know, we, we have the charitable aspect. We're now in 13 retail stores. We sell online. We're on Instagram. We just got our Amazon up and running, which is now being optimized by a company as well. We're doing podcasts. Um, and so we just keep kind of throwing spaghetti against the wall or trying to find the vein until we find the big thing that, that really works best for us. And, you know, we, we see it as no different than the new life is good. So, again, life is good. They do $100 million in revenue a year. They're in 4,500 retail star- stores was started 22 years ago, really before the Internet, by two surfers in a van that just went around selling Life is Good t-shirts uh, to colleges. They trademarked it, found out it was commercially viable, which is kind of what we did with our Kickstarter Indiegogo campaign with Best Day of My Life. And, uh, but they didn't stop. And to me, that's the biggest thing is can the entrepreneur force it into existence? There's a lot of ideas that work, but it doesn't just happen. You have to continue to try different things and have that commitment level to, as we talk about, my partner and I, we're going to force it into existence. We don't know what it's going to look like seven years from now, but we're going to force it, whatever that means. And, uh, you know, I think that's the difference between people going into a crowded space and being successful and not being successful is what do you do nine months in when it's hard, when you haven't made any money doing it, when you're sitting on lots of inventory, when everything you've tried out, do you stop doing it or do you continue to look for that vein, that one thing that makes it really take off. So, then, and so to me, it's a commitment
0: level. So, so far you guys, so you relaunched 14 weeks ago, was that? Se- about 17 weeks ago. 17. Okay. And you did about 40K? We've sold about
1: $40,000 of product so far. Um, again, we've only done one event and we have 7,000 organic followers on Instagram just from people posting and whatnot. And, you know, we're still at the very beginning stages of kind of our relaunch. So, The response has been overwhelmingly positive. People love the brand. Uh, They love what it stands for because there's two categories that this falls into. Either you're just one of those people who's super positive, right? And you like, you know, we'll go into the distracted world thing and how it really does spark conversation, but you just want to wear something positive. Maybe you're going out on the boat on Saturday with your friends or you're going on a great hike or I'm getting married next month. You're getting married. You're having a baby. So it could be Uh, event-based where you're doing something amazing, going skydiving, something like that. Or it could just be, hey, today I'm working, I'm going to the coffee shop, and I just want to wear something positive. And we've just figured, the one thing I figured out for sure is that it's impossible to have a bad day when you're wearing a (laughs) t-shirt or a sweatshirt that says best day of my life. It just doesn't happen. Are you people wearing, come are you up wearing it right
0: now? Can I see that? You a better video? believe oh, there it. it is. Best day of my life. <laughs> he is and wearing one in the videos. So. It, it,
1: it just feels good. You All put right. it on. And maybe you wear it ironically. Maybe it has been a bad day or a tough day. You put the shirt on. It's just because people, we were just in Vegas again for the apparel show. And it's just amazing, Like especially in a place like Vegas, on the elevator, walk into our hotel room, people just say, hey, best day of your life. And some people are like, hey, absolutely, we're above ground. Here we are, best day of our lives, right? Some people just love, or some people come up and ask like, what exactly, why is it the best day of your life? (laughs) You know, and it's like, hey, we're here in Vegas. We're pursuing our dream. Like, why would it not be? Um, And so it's just, people talk about virtual reality, right? And how that's coming. And to me, it's already here. People live inside their phones, right? They're on Instagram, they're on Facebook, they're in their email, they're texting. People aren't engaging at the level that maybe they were 30 years ago, right? So to me, the phone kind of has become a little bit of virtual reality. But what we found is that when we go places with these shirts on, it just engages us with other people that we may have not met anyways. And some of those connections, especially in starting a business, have really paid off uh, big for us. In my other business, I've been a speaker and a salesperson and whatnot, and wearing this shirt has actually led me to meet some pretty big uh, connections just because you stand out, you know, it's positive, it's fun. People like that.
0: But how do you actually portray that online? I feel like the the life is good brand. You kind of, you know that now it's like, a, it's something in culture. How do you actually like get that started? And from talking to you, you can definitely like hear it. Um, I'm assuming in person you can, you know, hear it and see it. But how do you actually through Instagram or through, um, you know, some online platform, how do you actually get people in that, get people on, the same side of that message?
1: Really good question. Um, I, I think by what we're doing right now, you know, uh, doing podcasts, doing great content posts. Uh, I mean, what does the word brand mean? Right. It's just a fancy word for reputation, right? It's, it's what's, what are you guys about? And, uh, so to me, how do we convey that online is, is just through good content, positive messages. You know, we had a cancer survivor who was posting about his journey with his shirt on. It's just through Positive, inspiring, great content and messages. And just by being out there, you know, again, at events, doing podcasts, spreading the message. And what we see is really becoming a global movement. We've already been shipping orders to Canada and Germany, and we've been getting orders. And we have no idea where they're coming from, but people just love it. And uh, so, you know, how we really spread that to me is just by doing what we're doing, by being out there. And uh, I think that's one thing that, that a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with, too, is just by getting out there. Don't be afraid to get out there, spend some money, spend some time. Maybe you get rejected. Maybe it doesn't work out, but you just have to get it out there. And that's what Life is Good did. You know, they, they didn't just end up at $100 million in revenue a year. You know, 22 years ago, they were just driving around the country selling shirts out of their van, you know, but they just kept going, kept going, kept going. And, uh, you know, so that's kind of what we're doing. That's why we're doing all this. We, we want to get attention on the theme, on the brand, on the charity that we support, which really is making a huge difference, and uh, you don't get that by not being out there. You can't just you can't just only be behind a computer. There's something different. Like again, we got in you know on Sunday we were in zero retail stores. Now it's Thursday, we're in 13 retail stores, and actually some pretty big ones. And you don't get that by just sitting behind your Instagram. You just don't. You have to get out there and rub shoulders with some people.
0: What are the channels are actually? So you said you're on Instagram, retail, Amazon on your own site. Yep. What's working? What's yep. kind of, what's the, what's been well, actually driving the sales?
1: Really good question. So, you know, Amazon just launched. So we just went live on that basically yesterday. Oh,
0: you know, Now cool. we're working on
1: optimizing it. <laughs> okay. um, we've gotten a lot of our orders just off our website as of right now. Um, but are, like I said, driving we just traffic got
0: to the website or how are you actually getting a-
1: apps? Absolutely. We're driving traffic to the website. We're doing it, you know, again, via podcast. We did Hal Elrod's Miracle Morning podcast, which was a huge podcast. Uh, We sold lots of shirts from that. Did John Broman's podcast. Today, my partner's doing the other one. I'm doing this one. And uh, so it's been driving a lot of traffic through our Instagram and through podcasts. Um, But we see retail as a big play because, you know, again, we're enhancing surfboards now in, in San Diego. The owner was at the Vegas show. She's owned the shop for 40 years. And they ordered a bunch of sweatshirts, a bunch of things. And it's like, you know, you carry billabong this or rip curl this. And it's just people like something that's different, something that's positive. You know, I'm not going to buy another billabong sweatshirt. You know, it's (laughs) like if I see something that says best day of my life and it works, you know, people are outside, they're doing something fun. And I, I, when, when people see this and again, our Kickstarter campaign kind of proved this selling the 10,000 in five days and we didn't even know what we were doing, uh, People see it and they just like it. They want to buy it. It's different. And also, our products are super high quality. You cannot have the best day of your life if you're wearing uncomfortable clothes. So we do not sacrifice quality. It's the same thing in our other business that we have, but top of the line uh, sweatshirts, t-shirts. We got our baby onesies now because when you're born, by default, best day of your life. Um, We got our husband and wife set. So we got the white tank top for the girl that's coming out today actually in the black best day of my life for the groom. So like next month I'm getting married. When we're getting ready, she'll be wearing the white, I'll be wearing the black one it says best day of my life on it because the biggest hashtag for best day of my life is weddings. You know, yeah. people starting their new, their new journey together.
0: I know I definitely uh, see retail is kind of a, it's one of those things where like the, the hospital gift shop, the, um, I'm even thinking here, there's a lot of like, you know, beach type places where if you, like you said, you're out on the boat, you go and say, Oh, let's get this and wear them on the boat or, you know, I'm going up and, you know, my brother's had a baby, um, you know, let's buy a onesie and bring it up to the, to the room. That sort of thing. How do yeah, you know? No so many... What's that? How are you actually connecting with the retailers? She said 13 of them. In, so, in, <laughs> so in just by, week?
1: by rubbing shoulder to shoulder. And this is where, this is where it comes to me. The separation between people that will make it and won't is that sales is everything. And there's just something about being in person with people. You know, again, online is great, and that's always gonna be a big driver for us, but we're not afraid. Like for example, I live in San Diego. So we got two stores in San Diego now that are carrying our product. So I'm gonna go deliver those in person. I'm gonna build relationships with those store owners. I'm also gonna go around to all the other stores and name drop and just walk in. So when we sold to, again, I'll talk, you know, Hanson Surfboards here in San Diego. how did
0: you actually meet them in the first place?
1: The owner just walked up to the booth.
0: And she
1: she was walking away from the booth. What was different about us there, this show in Vegas, it's the biggest apparel show in the country. The vendors just sit there like this and they just wait. Every single person we went out and said, how you doing? Best day of your life yet? We engage them, bring them to the booth with effort, spark, and you don't make all the sales, right? But that's literally how she was walking past the booth, would have walked away forever. We went and got her, brought her to the booth. She saw it. She loved it. Started talking to her. She's like, absolutely, I don't want 50 hoodies and 30 shirts and thir- and ordered a bunch of product. And they're, they're a huge surf shop here in San Diego and they're well known 40 years they've been around. Yep. So if I let that client walk away, it's not just what they're going to reorder, right? Cause we want to be in the reorder business, but also the credibility of being able to tell all the other surf shops that, Hey, this is what Hanson surfboard does,
0: hmm. you know? And so. How about, how about the other retailers? Were they, all it, from it, the same, it, were they all from the same show or did you decide knocking on doors or
1: all from the same show. Okay. So it was, it's an expensive event. Yep. Um, but now we're going to leverage it because I, I asked the, the buyer's agents, like even at Hanson surfboards and whatnot that bought, I'm like, Hey, just out of curiosity, cause I'm brand new at this, right? We usually sell to realtors and loan officers and they have office meetings that we go to and speak at. But if I had walked into your store, would I've been able to just get a hold of you. And they're like, absolutely. We're at the store. We're looking to buy stuff so we can sell it and make money. And I'm like, wow, I wonder how many salespeople or like apparel people at this event actually get in their car and just go drive around and walk into stores and sell buyer's agents on their product. I bet you it's less than 2%.
0: I bet you not very many, actually. It's one of those I, I, things. I, I feel like most people are kind of hiding behind, the, like you said, Instagram. No doubt. And- oh, it's
1: not working. We got less followers. Where are the orders on Amazon coming? Let's optimize this up. Op- You ever think about just getting in your car and driving around and walking into stores and meeting some people and building some relationships? uh, Because it's it's, a noisy, distracted world, right? It's putting the
0: commerce back in e-commerce sort of thing.
1: Bingo, bingo. And and that's how you build the relationship too. You know, they like you. If you're in the reorder business, it's not what is this one order with this shop going to make us one time? It's what does it look like five years from now when they're still reordering? You know, and that's lifetime value of a client versus just transactional selling.
0: And is that something you can leverage then to your, to your online or how does that kind of play into the online sales?
1: Absolutely. You know, the hashtag, that's something we're going to promote because we can co-brand, right? So for like Hanson's in particular, we're going to put their info on the sleeve of the sweatshirt and then best day of my life on
0: the front of it. Oh, okay. So we so do, you're that gonna, you're gonna do that with Ducati. Oh, you're going to have a shirt with their logo on it as well.
1: Yep. We're, we're, we're working on the same thing with okay. Chick-fil-A. Uh, we do it already for Ducati motorcycles up in Portland. So You buy a motorcycle, you get a shirt that says Best Day of My Life in their colors, and then on the sleeve, it has their logo. So we can do you know, just Best Day of My Life shirts, or if you have a company, we can co-brand it. So we have a winery now up in Northern California. They met us at the show, and they instantly fell in love. Some people, you don't have to sell them at all. They just love it. And they're doing it for their whole staff, and it's going to be all Best Day of My Life shirts in their store. Because if you're going to a winery with nine of your friends, you're basically going there to get (laughs) drunk, right? Taste wine, whatever. Uh, but you're going there to have the best day of your life. You're outside drinking wine, listening to music. The whole staff should be wearing best day of my life shirts, right? Their logo on the side, sell it at the gift shop, right? You got people drinking, they're going to buy it. And also what's the advantage for that wine, that that vineyard is people, not those nine friends are going to take a picture with their best day of my life shirts and they're going to hashtag that they're at your winery, right? So it also drives traffic to to the location.
0: Yeah. That, that co-branding actually, that's when in the gift shop In the, you just, you went to a winery, you just bought a Ducati, you know, you're, you're in a surf shop, that sort of thing. That's kind of that moment. Um, you know, you might see them online, but that moment when you're actually doing the thing and you're, you know, walking through the winery and going, this would be perfect. We could all wear these shirts. Like No doubt.
1: Yeah. It could be, it could be a bachelor party, bachelorette party. We just got into an outdoor company up in Boise. Cause if you're going white water rafting, what a cool shirt to wear, you know, um, and then co-branding it with that company, it's just a win for everybody.
0: Um, is, is that where you so, get a lot of sales yeah. from, the co-branding? Or have you done more we, one-offs? We've got we,
1: – we, uh, one-offs have been the majority, but we did a lot of co-branding also with Miracle Morning. So I was telling you about Hal Elrod's podcast, which has become really, really big. And uh, we got hundreds of shirt sales from that. So it says Miracle Morning right on the side and then Best Day of My Life right on the front. Um, but, yeah, the majority have been one-offs. And uh, – but – It doesn't matter to us, you know, for us, either way, whatever is going to help that company to us is
0: the answer. Yeah. It feels like the co-branding is going to take, would take longer, but in the long run, that's something that really could ramp up. um...
1: Right. And the co-branding is a little bit long, a little bit more of a hassle because it's not inventory we currently have, but we have a shirt connection. We can uh, print super quick and, uh, you know, those are minimum orders of of 25 or 50, depending on, on the brand uh, versus, you know, one-offs are already ready
0: to go. So um, but you, you, yeah, you guys doing one um, kind of make-on-demand type printing, or is it something you have to do ahead of time, do big runs, or? What's that good like?
1: question. So we have a connection with a shirt company that basically we can run, we can get fifteen or twenty-five shirts at the thousand discount price because we buy so many shirts through this guy. So if we need to make twenty-five shirts, it's almost we get the prices if we're ordering a thousand because we've ordered so many shirts, because he's making money off the relationship. Um, And that's why we can actually do shirts even that don't say best day of my life. So let's say somebody's just like, hey, we found that there's a lot of bad follow up and service in the shirt business. A lot of people aren't salespeople. They don't follow up. They don't respond. It's just kind of a tough business sometimes. And so if somebody just wants us to put any logo on their shirt and make it, we can do that. We have a big warehouse. We do do screen printing like so we can actually do that as well. Um, we like putting Best Day in My Life on it because it's awesome, and we like the co-branding and everything. But if somebody just needs help, um, because we have the system and the warehouse and the connections to do it, we can actually help with with any kind of shirts, which is kind
0: of cool. Okay, so when you say the screen printing, are you guys doing you're outsourcing that part? All it, it's
1: out it's outsourced, but it's a company that's right by our warehouse that we get super great pricing through, and they're very quick, and they've been doing it for a couple decades. You, um, so we ju- we just run into people. D- uh, we've had that connection through our other business because uh, we're okay. in kind of the branding tools, business branding business. Um, and we've just found just talking to people they are just like, gosh, it'd be great if you guys could just help me with my shirts in general, because I have a bad clothing person, you know? Um, so we've picked up some business that way as well. Um, it's not the main part of our model, but you know, If there's business there and we can build that relationship, you know, usually they're going to end up getting some best day in my life shirts anyways. So, and that's where it comes down to is how can we add more value above and beyond just being a vendor? You know, can we follow up better? Can we wear, so dropship, we can also do dropship. If if somebody just has an e-commerce business, they don't have to buy any inventory, right? The problem with people that just have a small online business is they got to buy 50 shirts and they do that a bunch of different times of hats and socks and whatever. And all of a sudden they're drowning in inventory. Well, you don't have to buy anything. You just put us on your e-commerce site and anytime somebody buys a shirt, we just send you your commission portion yep. because we already have a big warehouse and shirts there. So, you know, how can we be more valuable to people above and beyond uh, just being a shirt that says best day in my life? That's always a good question. We like to ask ourselves.
0: Yeah. Doing the um, apparel drop shipping is if you're storing, if you're a small retailer, it, apparel inventory is tough because it's not just large, medium, small, and then you have some, extra large, extra small that no one might buy for a long time. Then you have the different colors. So one SKU might get you 25, 50 variations. And if you have to take stock three of each of those, it starts building up very quick. And that's just per SKU.
1: And that was one of the biggest selling points we had at this show, which is why we pick up so many retailers is that, uh, well, number one, we were doing free shipping, but also we were doing no minimums. So everybody else there, typically, you had to order a bunch of product. Well, because we have a big warehouse with employees and inventory and all of it, a com- we're like, hey, you can buy four shirts if you want. See if they sell. They'll sell. you know. And then once they do that, then they'll be comfortable ordering more. But we were very low barrier to entry to get started because they don't have to, unless they're doing a co-branding, they can start with buying 17 shirts or that's seven right. or five. Uh, so that's a really unique difference with us versus a lot of other companies that we met at the the apparel show.
0: Hmm. What are some things in your main business you feel like has helped you in, in this one? That's kind of give you a, uh, what's the word that's allowed you not to start from zero and kind of change your perspective. So you got going a bit faster than you otherwise would have.
1: Yeah. I, I think, uh, just the ability to sell and the understanding having, having started another business. Like we started selling gifts to realtors uh, basically, post recession, um, we started during the worst times ever. And so, but we went out there and we would speak at three office meetings a week and we would do 21 on ones a week. That's 20 one to one appointments with realtors to sell them gifts. And we would sell nothing and make no money for basically two years uh, until it really took off. And like I said, we've done $100 million in the last 10 years as, as a company program. Uh, and so, I think the expectation that we're going to fail a whole bunch here at first. We're going to make a whole bunch of no money. Uh, we're going to miss sales. We're going to screw things up. And that is a necessary prerequisite for getting it to succeed. Because most people, right? Eh, every, everybody's tough. Like, I don't know what the expression is. Like, everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the mouth, yep. right? Well, if you're getting the apparel business, you're going to get punched in the mouth multiple times in the first few months. But most people quit, right? They run out of money or they a lot of times run out of just that commitment level, you know, seven months in, there's no money, there's lots of stress, things aren't working. Are you still willing to show up at the next show and find the next vein and go drive to the next retailer to meet with, to not give up. And so if there's anything that, that I've taken from my other business, it's probably the most underrated characteristic of any entrepreneur, which is grit. Okay. I mean, grit is, grit is to me, that's where it's at. Can you keep going? And do you expect to fail and those failures to set you up for bigger wins, right? Cause they're not even failures. They're just learning lessons, you know, cause we don't know what we're doing. You know, I'm not a fashion expert I don't know anything about apparel, uh, but I know how to sell and I know how to not give up and keep
0: trying new things. Where, where did that attitude come from? I feel like that's something not everyone innately has. Have you kind of background in sales or kind of, where did that even start?
1: You know, I think that comes from way, way back in the day. Uh, and I think it's either, in, you know, nature versus nurture is always an interesting conversation. Um, but I would say that happens to anybody that was raised with a chip on their shoulder, something to prove. Right. So, you know, for me, probably, probably having a big brother, you know, that's just a year older than me that was good at everything, school star athlete, college athlete, right. Good at everything. And nothing came easy to me. You know, I wasn't as good of an athlete. I wasn't that smart. Um, you know, I was always undersized, but I just wanted to prove myself. And I was willing to work extra hard in the gym, extra hard in school. I always did just as well, because, but I had to make up for it with such extreme work ethic and determination. And that chip on my shoulders just always stayed with me. You know, oh, you don't think I can sell knives to real estate agents and make a business out of it? I'll show you. You know, oh, you don't think I should buy real estate right now in 2009 because the sky's falling to make money? I'll show you. Oh, you don't think I can make a t-shirt business work? Here we go. You know, so even though there's at this point not many naysayers in my life just because of what I've been able to do in the the last 10 or 15 years, it's almost like I have a hallucination where I pretend they exist. And I'm always trying to prove myself and and have that chip on my shoulder. Now, you have to keep that in balance or it can eat you alive. Right. Um, But I think having that chip in your shoulder in business and being competitive is a good thing. Now you got to keep it again in balance, right? No one to turn it off. But to me, uh, that's what has evolved into identity for me as somebody that has extreme grit and determination. The characteristics has evolved by not being good enough and always wanting to be better. And I think anybody that's had a bigger brother, older sibling, or just been uh, the underdog,
0: yeah. It sounds like a lot with sports. I hear that. That's a common thread because I feel like in sports, no matter who you are and how good you are, there's someone bigger and better and faster than you are. So no matter what, at some point you're going to get pushed down and you have to get back up. And sports is one of those things where, um, there's not many people who are number one and who have not failed, uh, ever. No doubt. So whoever you are
1: and you fuel that frustration and tenacity and almost anger sometimes, which is, is good. People are oh, angry. That's bad. No, not if you can fuel it into passion, fuel it into drive, you know, what is drive? You know, I think, I think a lot of drive does come from uh, some frustration and anger. You know, it's not all just happiness, you know, you don't just take somebody who's super euphoric all the time and make them driven. Drive comes from grit, you know, and some of, and sometimes it comes from a little bit of pain, a little bit of a dark place. And that's okay. If you can channel that into drive and use that to push your business forward and help others and all of it, then it's a good thing, but you have to keep it under control. Otherwise the, the darkness can take over. But I think a lot of drive sometimes can come from a dark, painful place, but if you can channel it, you're good to go. Hmm,
0: I like that. So then what's next for the business? You did 40 K over 17 weeks, just did a relaunch. Um, you know, it sounds like 13 retailers in seven days, just about, um, what do you go from here?
1: Yeah. Good question. So the next event for apparel is in February. There's an outdoor apparel show. We want to get into REI coming up here in a couple months and uh, we're trying to optimize our Amazon today. That's actually what I was doing right before I hopped this on. So uh, we basically hired a company. There's a lot of companies that help you optimize your product on Amazon. I don't know anything about it, uh, but we're going to try it out see if it works. so optimizing on Amazon is a big thing, but then also just getting out there and yeah, you know, social media, all of it, but getting out there and just walking in places now, now that we're in 13 retailers and we have some social proof and we can name drop some people literally just going It's simple as this. I have people on that are salespeople on my team that do this for us. Grab four coffees, go run around. Hey, is the buyer in here? I brought them coffee. They swing out. I got some stuff I got to show them. Right. And maybe you don't get to meet with them that day. But you can give them a card, befriend them on Facebook, then send them a text. Then in a week, you set up the appointment. Then you get in. Then you close a the sale. Then they reorder. Then you can name drop them. For the... So just getting out there and rubbing shoulders face-to-face in person. Uh, you know, now, is that scalable forever? No. But you got to know what phase of your business you're in. You know? My current business, I've been out of, out, of the field, out of the field of selling for four years because I scaled it to 6,000 clients. Right. Well, we're 17 weeks into this, so
0: yeah, we don't it, have it, the
1: luxury of sitting behind a computer.
0: You always hear people talk about is that scalable, that sort of thing, and it's one of those things that I feel like people do that they worry about that too soon, like in the first like week, and you're like, you don't, you don't, <laughs> like it's too soon. Like you don't need to worry about scaling to you know a million dollars a month. Just slow down, do do something, do anything, and there, then worry hey, there's about there's scaling
1: pair, later. You're so right, man. There's a pair of companies that aren't in any stores that are already worried about scaling. It's like. Maybe you should drive to the shop down the street, see if that boutique will pick up your product and start holding it and selling it before you worry about scaling this to the world. (laughs) You know, you want to begin with the end in mind. So you want to know, you know, seven years will pass. You want to know if there is scalability and is there an exit plan? Do you have a saleable asset? Uh, But today you need to make sales calls. You need to make sales appointments. You need to do the thing.
0: Well, and the nice part about doing that is if you walked in and you're talking to these buyers who you know, clearly they buy a lot of shirts, um, a lot of apparel on an ongoing basis. And if they said, Ooh, I don't really like this or, you know, those buttons aren't, you know, don't work or that zipper doesn't, whatever. They might have feedback and you're going to get some very quick feedback and then you're able to quickly adapt versus if you're behind Instagram or uh, wherever you are, you might not get that same feedback or that feedback loop might be, you know, you're, you're a 17 week business. It might take you half a year to get that same level of feedback that you can get in a couple hours. No doubt We're
1: going to be we're going to be learning selling points for our business by doing these sales appointments. We're going to be learning things we don't know. And I don't want to learn it uh, from Target. You know, I don't want to learn it from a gigantic retailer. I want to mess up with a small boutique that buys 10 shirts so I can learn the lessons so that when we do get the bigger deals, we're prepared and, and ready for what we've already seen the problems that exist before on a smaller scale.
0: Yeah, it's a to put because a target or one of those you're gonna get, there's only a you only have a couple shots on those and if you mess them up, you, you know it's 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 over. And the thing with getting the same feedback from individuals is it's just a longer feedback cycle. It's a lot harder to go in. You might be getting a um, an individual's opinion first when you talk to these buyers. They don't. It's not their opinion on what shirt they like. They just know what sells, and maybe they like the shirt or they don't. But they know what sells in their store, and they give you some very useful feedback very quickly. So it sounds like that's something that helps that uh, close that feedback loop.
1: Yep, exactly. But you have to get out there and get rejected and fail over and over before you get to that equation to be you know again like I said our other businesses selling knives to realtors is closing gifts. Kind of bizarre. People are like is there even a market for selling knives to realtors? I've never heard, you know, we have 6,000 clients now. It's, you know, 100 million involved. it's become a big thing, but we only figured it out how to do it by years of blowing it just failing you know call it cold calling real, you know we didn't figure out our model of how to be successful for several years um so you have to know that you're on a journey of screwing things up until you get to uh again as we call it finding the vein finding what actually makes it work um so you know that's where we are
0: <laughs> i like that i think that uh It's a good place actually to wrap it. That was, uh, that's helpful. I have a feeling a lot of people are going to get some value out of that. And one of the, just knowing just that, you know, face to face and actually kind of doing it and talking. And I feel like that's very underrated and a lot of people are talking about some, you know, Instagram tactics and how to, you know, add some extra hashtags, that sort of thing. But just like the, the old school of just getting out there and talking to people, um, sometimes huge, that's really what it takes right there. So,
1: Thank well, and guys. it's about con- it's yeah, it's about conversion. The conversion is way higher in person uh, than it is on Instagram. You know, you might get 900 likes and sell one T-shirt. You know, we, we know that, that you know, and again, we have a wizard for our social media guy, super smart. Uh, but the conversion is just not as high. You know, you got to get out there. Has to be, in my opinion, for something like what we're doing. You got to rub shoulders and you got to know what you're good at. That's our skill set anyways. You know, if I was an IT person, yeah, maybe, maybe I would spend a lot of time in front of the computer, but that's not my skill set. So you got to play to your strength. And, uh, if you're strong at sales to me, that is one of the best things to be strong at, get out there and sell, you know, that's, that's the deal. So awesome. If
0: you yeah. want to find you, where can they, uh, what can they find? Yep.
1: At Best Day of My Life, Instagram, Facebook, uh, bestdayofmylife.com is is our website. Go on, order a shirt, get a tank top, baby onesie. If you have an (laughs) event coming up or you just want to have the best day of your life, again, 10% of our proceeds go to our charity, which is Front Row Foundation, uh, which helps critically ill people uh, have the best day of their life uh, during some pretty hard times. So it's a really cool cause behind it. And uh, yeah. Awesome.
0: everyone should get one of those so thank you for that i will add all the links in the show notes and it was great talking with you
1: all right you too charles have the best day of your life buddy